Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today, it's a little special episode. It's our preseason awards. We talk about five categories we have. We're going to make some predictions coming up for the year. So we have something to go judge ourselves on after the season and basically see if we were idiots and we just made some terrible, terrible predictions, or maybe we were going to look like geniuses and make some great picks here. So we'll go through those five categories in just a bit. Make sure though you check us out on Twitter at the FF profit on Instagram, fantasy football profit, go to the website, fantasy football We'll have all our rankings and everything like that for week one on that website. All right, before we get into the preseason awards, Jeff, we've got a little bit of news to talk about. Not, too much, but basically I think the main news, Willie Sneed, suspension, three-game suspension. He was one of our guys coming into the year, so it's a little concerning. So what do you think? Is this, What do you think he's going to do? It's really beyond week three. When he comes back, is his spot still going to be there? Yeah, I mean, he's breaking my heart with that right there. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's going to be there for him waiting. I, I think he might have a slower start. You know what I mean, he doesn't have as many games to kind of – distance himself from Coleman um, and uh, you know and even Fleener you know he might have and they have a ton of running backs to throw to now so yeah I don't think his position as wide receiver two is really in that much I mean really he's like a three at this point I think Ginn I mean the the talk is Ginn the thing with Ginn is though I hear there's a lot of people getting on the Ginn bandwagon I mean how Mm. he's gonna be so boomer bust yeah I I can't trust it he's gonna have some big weeks Ginn's gonna have some weeks and we're like oh wow wish we'd have started him but he's going to have a week where he gets two for 20. Yeah, he, he's know? always going to be that player that is going to score a lot, and I'm never going to feel bad because I, I would rather sacrifice that boom and bust and know that I'm going to put someone in there that will get points, right? So yeah. I'm not too worried about him. I, and that's the thing. I think Willie Sneed, his position as wide receiver two, is not going anywhere. But will they, will Breeze lean on other players? You know what I mean, like, can he yes. get that rapport to actually get the, the bulk needed in order to kind of make that jump that we thought he was going to make originally? That is in, that's in question now. So, I mean, that's just, you know, it's just unfortunate. Um, it just seems like it happens more and more now. Yep. That's, I just worry about him coming back and just being forgotten because Brandon Coleman might step up. Brandon Coleman's been forgotten about completely. And I've, I've heard people even say, oh, I've, I've tried – I had Brandon Coleman on my team the last couple of years, and he was a bust. Brandon Coleman was a rookie and then a second-year guy who wasn't – was he even drafted? I don't even know if he was drafted. This guy was – there wasn't anything expected of Brandon Coleman. No, and he had more people above him too. Yeah, I mean, so, now – I mean, you have Snead and Michael Thomas. I mean, before that, he there was definitely more people. I mean, obviously, yeah. besides for the recently um, traded Cooks, I mean, you also had, like, old-timers too. Yeah, basically, if you expected anything for Brandon Coleman, if you you were if you were burnt on him in the future in the past, I mean that's really on you, not on him. You shouldn't have expected anything from him. That's where I'm at on that. So, just yeah, there's not much there. All right, uh, some I mean some cut news, I guess. Jonathan Williams got cut from the Bills, who everyone thought was the hand up handcuff to McCoy. Kind of surprising. There's another thing. Maybe you don't even worry about handcuffs. That's another reason not to worry about him i don't know he might catch on somewhere probably shouldn't expect much at this point philip dorsett traded to the colts or from the colts to the patriots i think that just means i don't think you should expect much from dorsett but just it crowds it more in new england he should he has talent but 
obviously the Colts just gave up on it. I mean, you don't expect anything there at all. I mean, probably maybe though it's in New England. That's the thing with New yeah, England. You just flyer. You never know. No, no. I mean, you really don't. And I don't know. I, I've seen a a lot of go guys, you know, be on the Patriots team that I think is you know pretty talented. But I mean, if you don't buy into their system, if you don't if you don't get behind what they're doing, uh, they'll just bury you. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's, and guys have been there for a while, so he's going to have to overcome Malcolm Mitchell still, who has obviously been there a couple of years and they seem to be okay with. So Dorsett had some real speed coming out of college, but you're kind of wondering if this is, this is it. And they're just doing it to, to fill another need, you know, with Edelman going down. So I, I'm not too excited about it. Washington finally cut Matt Jones, who then turned around and signed with the Colts, which it's probably the best possible situation. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. It, it is. It is in a way because he was a decent running back when he got this chance. He yeah. wasn't terrible. If he doesn't fumble the ball, he is very worthwhile putting in. Yep. So Frank Gore, who knows if he – I mean, it could be the year he just falls off a cliff early on. Everyone's expecting maybe something from Marlon back, Mack, but we don't know. You don't know. So maybe there's something there. So – yeah. Other, I mean, he has to beat out Robert Turbin, maybe, but I mean, that's the best pot. If he has anything, if he can play, that's the best chance for him. I don't know if he can play or not, but all right, that's all I really got news wise. Got anything else to add to that? There's really no. not nothing major going on. Nope. All right, let's jump into our preseason awards, Jeff. Let's see. Here we go. I'm going to start it off with breakout player. It's going to go random here. Breakout player. All right, breakout player. Who is your breakout player of the year? In probably somebody we've talked about i'm guessing i don't know but. yeah and you know depending on how you think of breakout player but obviously i'm thinking of someone who hasn't done it before yep. so obviously right now it's going towards one of the rookies for me and i think this is leonard fournette i think as long as he stays upright i think the guy's gonna have a big year so I, he's kind of the the easy one to say a breakout year yep. but um yeah it'd be leonard fournette for me i think by far i mean he's gonna have i think I think he's going to be great. People are kind of down on him. Not down on him, but they're worried about the injury yeah. and the situation and playing with Jacksonville. So you start to hear of the other backs. You start to hear so much about Hunt and Mixon and Cook and McCaffrey. I feel like you hear more about those guys than you do Fournette. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's very true. It's like he's and just all, forgotten. And every single one of those guys had to – I mean, Hunt had an injury to clear his way. McCaffrey's still a steward so, above him. I still think like, Cook has a, a terrible line. Yeah, I mean, Fournette really is – the guy, like, he was the easy, you know, rookie running back coming into a, the best situation. Yeah, and I, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I'm a Leonard Fournette owner. <laughs> but I'm trying not to let that crowd, yep. you know. To, not to mention, he was a better running back in college, too. Yeah. I mean, he's just built for the NFL as well. Like, everything lines up for the guy, besides for the fact that, you know, you worry about injuries. Yep. But you worry about injuries for every single running back in the NFL because they get hit all the time. All right. My breakout player, Devontae Parker. Not changing on that. It's been Devontae Parker yeah. since I started this list back, like, in January. I think I came up with my first list. Devontae Parker is my number one, and he's continued to be my number one. And it's actually actually gotten stronger now. I worried about the injury with Tannehill went down, went, went to Cutler. I kind of worried, how is this going to affect Parker? I, now I just – I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I think it's even a better situation now with Cutler yeah. there for him. I don't think you're going to be alone on that one. And I don't and think you're, I don't think you're wrong either. I like think he's, yeah, I think he he's a safe guy to really show us what he can actually do this year. I feel like he's jumped up in drafts there towards the end and he's people are really big on him, I think. And I think it's going I think he's going to really break out. It's going to be a big year for Devontae Parker. I don't need to go into too much cuz if you have talked about him so much on this show that I just 
I think he's the prime candidate to be a top wide receiver. All right, Jeff. Second category, uh, bounce back player. Who is your bounce back player? All right. This is probably no surprise for anyone that listens to the podcast, but um, so high in him anyway. I think bounce back player of the year is going to be Keenan Allen. I mean, the guy has had a run of just terrible luck staying healthy. Yep. Um, and in the little times that we've seen him, he's been unbelievable. He's in a great position. He's with Philip Rivers, who has thrown to him in the past many, many times. Um, I think he's great in PPR. I think he's great in standard. I think he. I think as long as he stays healthy, like we always say, mm-hmm. I think this guy is going to be a very, very productive wide receiver. And I, that's why I like him best for the bounce back player. And he, I think he's looked great in Priest. He's looked good. And he's going to be great. Here's what's going to happen. Week one, he's playing Denver at Denver. So this is going to be interesting because I feel like he's he could struggle. I think I think the Chargers might struggle. Their passing offense might struggle. Denver's a great defense. So if you are not a Keenan Allen owner and Keenan Allen does struggle week one, maybe try to go get him from the if, if somebody's down on him there because I think there's a good chance he could have a, he could have a he could struggle week one. There is yeah. a chance. Everyone does against Denver. Yeah, Denver's Denver's a tough yeah, a tough D to play, and you have a lot of people you can still give the ball to. Yep. So if you know if they kind of key on him compared yep. to the other wide receivers, I mean it's very well, very possible. We've always said like Denver's running defense wasn't like wasn't is not as elite as their passing defense. So Gordon might just it might just hand the ball off to Melvin Gordon a lot. So. Man, if yeah, if, if Keenan Allen struggles, try to get him. Yeah, not, not to mention it might be one of the I I really like where um, the Chargers' offenses and how much I think how many points they can actually put up on the board. But the big thing with that is Denver's not going to put up a ton of points, and their defense is very good. So I think it could be a slower game than yeah. you know the Chargers will play the rest of the year. So once again, taper your expectations for Week One, but moving forward. I absolutely love yeah, that's out. another thing people there's gonna be a lot of overreactions to week one games everywhere yeah. i and mean it, it happens every year right it, it's going to all right my bounce back john brown i'm, I'm back on oh, the john brown uh, that's, bandwagon. Just, that's a feel-good pick it no, i mean it, I, it, I, I, think I do he, i do like him no. i worried about it after you know in the middle of the preseason we started to hear just it wasn't sounding good again but he came back and he had a he looked good in this game where he caught those two touchdowns I, I still I think there's something there, and I think he's going to be like the true number one on that team in a way because Fitzgerald is just plays like a different role. I mean, Fitzgerald is going to get most of the targets. That's still the way it's going to work. But John Brown's going to be the guy on the outside catching most of the balls that way. So I think he's really going to have a good chance to – I mean, it's it's Fitzgerald and Brown. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, J.J. Nelson's okay. Jaron Brown, those kind of guys, they're not special. No, but I mean, you're right in this sense too, right? Like Fitzgerald is at the end of his career, he's going to do what he does. But really, you're someone's going to have to step up and and you know play that next position and probably yep. get themselves a number one wide receiver ranking. And I think John Brown healthy is by far the best candidate to do that. So yep. not only are you kind of taking a risk at the bounce back, but this is also a guy that could pay dividends in the future as well. Yep. No, I. I, I'm I'm excited about it again. I went back to my Devontae Parker, John Brown. Those are my guys. Yeah. I'm sticking with them. I'm going back to them. I think they're going to – I just think there'll be something good with them. All right. Well, let's see. Before we get to the big categories, i got two big categories that are going to be interesting. How about my deep sleeper of the year? Going really deep here with deep sleepers. What do you got, Jeff? How deep did you go? We don't know. I mean, yeah, that, that was how a question. How far down the list uh, yeah. did you go? To, you how this is, this how is, deep did you want all, me to go? That's, that's weird, Jeff. <laughs> So, so yes. For I'll, I'll 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 show you just how deep I went. But um, for this one, 
I picked a guy that uh, is not a starter. He should still be, I think he should be drafted, maybe kept on your bench as flyer kind of thing. So he's probably not drafted in a lot of leagues still. And that is Deontay Foreman. And I know Lamar Miller is the guy there, and I'm not big on him. But even if Lamar Miller does okay, I think Deontay Foreman is going to be the guy that goes behind him. I think there's a ton of red zone situations that he could be great at. And heaven forbid, Lamar Miller struggles like he kind of did last year. Um, you know, with as many carries as he got, I think Deontay Foreman could have an increased role even more than what they're letting on right now. And that's why I think he could have um, an impact for whoever has him this year, even though, you know, he's more of a future future player. Yep. I, there's some – Mar Miller doesn't inspire <laughs> – you're not excited about it. And I don't think – I don't think Bill O'Brien's excited about him either. So yeah. if he struggles at all – I can see Foreman really eating into the carries, and yeah, that could be interesting. I think, but I don't know. It it's gonna worry me for this year. I think it could more be fifty fifty split. But if yeah, if Mark Miller goes down, Foreman's gonna be a good good player there. He's gonna get a lot of carries, especially with that passing oh. offense. I mean, with that quarterback I, situation, <laughs> especially if Lamar Lamar Miller goes down. But yeah. I mean, I think I think he's a good deep sleeper candidate, even if Lamar Miller you know you know doesn't get hurt i think he could still have a, a very good role in that offense all right my deep sleeper this is going really down the board like <laughs> ridiculously down the board where chances are he won't actually do anything at all all right it's dd westbrook jacksonville all right sell me on this one this guy is this that is really that is really far i down just there. think he is it just ridiculously athletic the guy is he was the whatever award winner for the best wide receiver in the country last year. He had last year 80 catches for 1,500 yards, 17 touchdowns, just for Oklahoma. This was a, he's not playing. He wasn't Zay Jones putting up numbers over and wherever the heck Zay Jones came from. This is playing. I guess yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hear it's playing the Big 12. They don't play defense in the Big 12. That's probably where. The, I mean, those are still that. crazy numbers but, though. Yeah, eight, he had 19.1 yards per catch with 17 touchdowns. And he, that's, that's, I think that's just ridiculously good. He also returned a punt for a touchdown. So, you know, the guy's good in that way too. He, he only had five punt returns all year and returned one. of them. Like he's, he's good. It's, and it's good in the situation. Allen Robinson's the number one there for sure. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? Allen Hearns and Marquise Lee. I mean, yeah, it's kind of uh, the, the duo of them right there, but Marquise you know, Lee's, injury concerns and, and Marquise Lee, I, 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 like Marquise Lee, but I don't like Marquise Lee as like a number one guy ever. He's just a good complimentary guy. I don't think Alan Hearns is any good at all. D.D. Westbrook, I think, is just he's more talented. He's more athletic than these guys. He's just there's you can keep going on about that. He ran a four three nine in the combine, fast. Just yeah. you know, it's pretty fast there. That's very fast. Yeah. You know, he's I just there's so much about him. I think there's a chance he could really be something there, and I think. Yes, this is way down the board, though. Like, really ridiculously down the board. But I really like the guy. I think he could be the number two there. All right, all right. Yep. So that's yeah. I, I, li- I like the, I like the vote of confidence for him. I just wanted to, I, I wanted to go way down the board on it and see what <laughs> see if I can hit on one. All right, Jeff. We got two more categories. We got the MVP. And we got unexpected bust. We should probably go unexpected bust. Unexpected bust. So this is a guy that no one's really calling to be a bust, maybe, if you want to say it that way. There isn't really people expecting him to bust, but maybe he will. What do you get? 
Um, well, actually, for me, and this one's not going to be that crazy of a pick. It goes on with my De- Deontay Foreman pick, but I think Lamar Miller. I mean, and I say that because he's still, you know, ADP is kind of dropping, which I agree with, but he's still ranked as the 16th overall running back, right? So he's going to be the number one, number two on a lot of people's teams. Um, hopefully not number one, but so, and I, I think there's a good chance that he doesn't improve on what he did last year. Um, you know, I think his carries have to go down. I don't, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that his yard, you know, yards on average are going to go up any, even if you put him in the right positions. So I, I think Lamar Miller, you could have bought really high on, and I understand because there's less running backs, but that's why he's my pick. And also, I think he finally has someone behind him that could actually push him, especially the way that I think Houston's going to want to play with a good defense and a young quarterback. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to really be like, oh, Lamar Miller, like, <laughs> like there's no way he misses. But, um, yeah, I, I think that would be – he's the one that I look down the lo- list of, like, you know, top guys. Yep. And I'm like, mm, I don't trust him at all. I think there's a huge risk there. All right. My guy. Do you have any idea? <laughs> no, I really don't. I'm, I'm very interested to see where you go with this one. His name's Jordan Howard. Yeah, why why do you hate Jordan Howard so much right now? I just don't think he's a I think he's just a guy. He's an average athletic player who he ran about a lot, like a four six. He's just Yeah, he's not a burner by any means. The offensive line got worse. It did. They lost their best run blocker. It went to Cleveland. They lost their best guy. Now, last year wide receiver, they had Alshon for part of the time, and they had Cameron Meredith. This mm-hmm. year they have well, no one now that Cameron, Cameron Meredith went down. That's true. I do think Jay Cutler slash Brian Hoyer is better than what they got this year, too. Well, I don't know about that. Possible. I mean, Cutler hardly played, and Hoyer got hurt immediately, too. So, I mean, they were really playing with, like, Barkley. And, I mean, no means. So, that was, it was pretty at the end there. But they did have a much better wide receiving core. I mean, I just I don't think Jordan Howard is... I think he just was in a situation last year behind a good run blocking offensive line where they needed a guy to just get in there and just run the ball, and it worked for him somehow. I don't think he's a good running back. He's a good running back, maybe. Good. I'll say good. He's not great. And I think Tariq Cohen is going to show some flashes and just show how this more special of a player, not like maybe elite-type talent, like just athletic-wise, you can do more things that they're going to play him more and more and eat into Howard's workload. Because, I mean, all last year he had to be challenged by was Jeremy Langford and Kadeem Carey. There was no challenge. Cohen's better than all than both of those guys. And I think people are going to be surprised by this. And Howard is not going to run for 13, 1,400 yards this year. About a, Maybe 1,000, maybe the most, maybe. It's about what he's going to do. Maybe nine, probably about nine hundred. Yeah, so I'm probably still I'm still high in Howard. I, I do worry. Terrible. I do worry about the passing the team offense is, the getting team is really just bad. getting that's, worse and worse. That's the worry here. But the team is bad. I also think that Jordan Howard. I mean, you start getting enamored by all these guys that are just freak athletes and how fast they are and everything. I think Jordan Howard is a legit good running back who picks good holes, hits them hard, can be physical at contact. I think he does a lot of that stuff really well. Yeah. And so I I don't think that. And he last year that. last year his team wasn't any good either. And he still had good production, and he didn't have that many touchdowns. So uh, even if his yardage do drop a bit, I think he can make it up with and for you know touchdowns. Um, he'll he actually play a full season. He doesn't catch the ball though. That's a worry. 
Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to be really thrown at that much. Exactly. That's another so, worry. He's not going to be. I, I don't think the game changes a whole lot for him from think, year one to year two. Honestly, I just think it's going to be a lot worse. A lot I worse. Sure. I mean, the, down. I'll be honest. The, the team <laughs> not looking great, yeah, but I, I, I think worry. Jordan Howard is still good. But he is being drafted very high, included by me. Um, so I, I get that. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's first round talent. I, I got gotcha. you. Like end of second, the best. I got gotcha. you. All right. I might put a bullet Todd Gurley. Well, yeah. Very similar situations kind of thing. Todd Gurley. a better player. I, I think he's a better Robert athlete. Fournette's a better player. I think he's a better athlete. Yeah, they're all better. I, I think Isaiah I Crowell think, might be better. He he. Jordan Howard and Isaiah Crowell to me are very, very similar. similar. That's I, where I get. They're, they're, I think they're in similar situations Crowell now, too. Crowell is my other possible pick. But I also like Crowell for this year as well. I mean, yes, for can they, could they be hurt by their team? Absolutely. But I still like both of those players because they really don't have anyone behind them. Like, I feel like you're kind of pulling on, you know, straws, trying to figure out who is going to be, like, the guy behind Howard to push him. Just marking out 873 yards. (laughs) Six touchdowns. All right. I'll I'll take that bet. All right. (laughs) Final category. It's the MVP. This can you can go a million different ways with this. Good. You can you can just you can pick the top. You can pick a guy who you really think is going to break out somewhere and win leagues for people. So which way did you go? I went I went just top. Okay. I went. I mean, and it was mostly this because I feel like not only is he the top player in all fantasy football, um, I, I think the amount of touches he gets per game is going to be ridiculous. And I think he's. <laughs> I think there's only two players really. They give you this kind of huge upside, this kind of like big disparity between him and the other players. I mean, you could, I think Aaron Rodgers is close to being on the, this tier of yep. giving you a big, you know, and Gronkowski too, if he was going to stay healthy. But David Johnson for me, I, I think yep. you put him in and you automatically have, uh, a, you know, you're getting a head start by 10 points. I mean, it, I think it's that drastic. So I think, the, you know, if you wanted to put Bell there instead, I totally understand. I think those two give you the best chance of winning right off the bat. But for me, David Johnson, I think he's just amazing. I really wanted to go find a guy somewhere in the middle rounds or, you know, maybe not first round, but third, fourth, so whatever. Wanted to find a guy down there that I could say, this guy's the MVP, but I couldn't. There's nobody that I liked enough down there that I'm really, really just like, yeah, this guy's going to turn it around. He's going to win everything. Yeah, and I mean, if he if there wasn't any guesswork in it, like yeah. he wouldn't be in the third round, right? Yeah, and that's there wasn't a guy. I didn't have a guy I was sitting there that strong on. I couldn't do it. So I went with Le'Veon Bell. I, I knew you were going to go Bell. <laughs> so I went Bell. And Bell was my number one for a while until, I mean, obviously just the holdout situation just gave me a reason to put Johnson ahead. The more I'm thinking about it now, the more I think I think that my deciding factor is I think the team is better, the offense is better in Pittsburgh, I guess. It, it's, it is really neck yeah. and neck. It's hard to really differentiate. I just, I'm, I'm going to go with Bell. It's just going to be Bell because he gets to play Cleveland twice, which helps. Yeah, without I, doubt. I do like that. <laughs> Doesn't mean, hurt him, that's for sure. I mean, because, like, okay, David Johnson gets, like, gets the Rams twice or whatever, but the Rams' defense isn't terrible. They're, they're yeah, the they're, best part yeah. of the team. You know, maybe. They're not <laughs> tough. as bad. Real tough. But it's just, I, I went with Bell. I, I really, really wanted to go down the board, but I couldn't. There's just not no. a guy there that I'm strong enough with or on. And there isn't. There's, like, not at all. If I'm looking at it now, I'm trying to think, all right, maybe there's somebody. No, there's not. There just isn't because – those middle running backs are just okay. And then nobody in my mind is just like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to really win you a league. Wide receiver wise, I don't have the, I don't, this, it's the same thing. It's, I couldn't do it. I couldn't find the guy no, down there to do it. To be honest, I think what's going to happen 
for a guy like that who can actually win you, it's gonna be it's gonna be dependent on injury, which you can never predict. But honestly, that's that's usually what happens, right? So, like Derrick Henry, all of a sudden he's the number one. Tevin yep. Coleman's the number one. Those guys will win it for you, but you you know you just don't know. You're not yep. gonna know about that until the injury occurs. So. Yep. I mean, yeah. So that's I. That's where I had to go. I had to go to the top of the board because I think those guys are going to be so much better anyway that it's going to be hard for anybody else to overtake that. Those those guys are going to win a lot of leagues. So yeah. All right. I think that's it for the awards. We're gonna check up on these probably actually mid season. We should check up on these. See yeah, where absolutely. We're at, and then obviously at the end of the year and see if any of these hit. In about midseason, we'll see how many yards Jordan Howard has, what he's on pace for. Oh, he better be doing good halfway through the season. Maybe Otherwise, I'm going to eat crow. I really hope D.D. Westbrook does something. That would be cool. I'll, I'll down the board. ruin I, him, too. I might pick him up in Dynasty, especially a deep Dynasty league. I like him a lot. So, All right, we'll be back. Some more episodes this week. Get you ready for week one. Talk to you guys next time.